Hey, podcast listener. Are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. I saw growing and, and serving more and having a greater impact was getting translated in my head to more hours. And when I shifted the question for myself of how do I have greater impact while working less, that for me, moved me forward. Welcome to Epic Business Growth for CPAs. My name is Geraldine Carter, founder of She Thinks Big Coaching. This is the place to be if you're a CPA who wants to grow your accounting practice. Weekly episodes are full of strategies and action steps that create a clear path for growth without working harder. Time to get inspired and grow your business. My guest today is Dr. Sabrina Starling, the business psychologist and author of How to Hire the Best. She's also the founder of Tap the Potential. Tap the Potential specializes in transforming small businesses into highly profitable, great places to work, and then sending business owners on a four-week vacation to celebrate that accomplishment. With her background in psychology and years of driving profit in small businesses, Dr. Starling knows what it takes to find, keep, and get exceptional performance out of your biggest investment, your team members. I invited Sabrina to be on the show today to talk about hiring, because I know how many of my own clients find it challenging to hire, hire the right person, and oftentimes they have resistance to hiring and wait too long to make that next hire oftentimes at their own detriment. And I'm aware that the resistance to hiring can often be mindset blocks. Before we started recording today, I went out for a run because I overslept. And on that run, I was thinking about directions that we might go in for this episode. And about three quarters of the way through, I thought, oh, mindset challenges around a hiring I have mindset challenges around hiring. She's an ICF certified coach. I'm an ICF certified coach. I know I'm in good hands. What if we turn the tables and I had her coach me around mindset blocks related to hiring challenges, partly for my own benefit, but more so because I know so many of you struggle with similar challenges. So that was the thinking around this episode was, can we serve up some real life coaching to bring awareness and understanding to you on some of the things that might be hiding out in your own mind that might result in shifting the choices that you're making around hiring. So without any further explanation, here is Dr. Sabrina Starling. 
Sabrina, welcome to the Epic Business Growth for CPAs podcast. Well, thank you, Geraldine. This is going to be a really powerful episode today. I, I, when I showed up here and you told me what you wanted to do, I had no idea. But I'm so excited. I'm like 10 times excited about where we're headed with this. Well, I'm glad you're excited because I'm already like kind of quaking in my boots over here for what I signed up for. (laughs) In fact, I have woolly slippers on and I'm taking them off. Okay. So it's heating up in here. Yep, it is. but you know, you're bringing on, I'm the business psychologist, you're bringing on a psychologist, you might as well make use of this. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. I mean, exactly. Like, let's turn this into a powerful opportunity for our listeners. And maybe, well, there's no doubt that I'm going to get something out of this. So let's say a little bit more about where we are and how we got to this point. And let me back up a little bit too and say that I was on your podcast a few weeks ago. Profit by Design. And that's been a great episode that people have been getting value from. And we had such a nice connection that I wanted to invite you on this podcast to talk about hiring. And as we were chit-chatting before we hit the record button, I threw Sabrina a curveball and said, what if we did a little coaching session around hiring. Yes. To which you agreed. Yeah. And then I went, oh crap. And, and then Geraldine's <laughs> face got red and, you know, she's sweating. She's got to open the windows. <laughs> and, 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 and then she says, let's, let's kind of talk about how we're going to frame this. And I said, and I was just quiet a minute. I said, I have a, a phrase for you. And, and I said, hiring PTSD. And your reaction right away was like, <gasps> yes. So that's where we're going to head today is we're going to talk about hiring PTSD and how that keeps us playing small in our businesses. Yeah, because I see this all over the place for people who are reluctant to hire and they often wait way too long to hire, six months, a year, two years too long. Um, Things are getting super busy. They're ramping up. They've got a lot of work and now suddenly they have no time to hire. And so I see this for my own clients. Um, And I also have experienced this on the flip side, now on the other side of having started a business with a friend, we hired together six people. We hired four people. There were six of us all told. Um, And I managed employees for four or five years. And when I decided to move on, I remember thinking, if I never hire anybody again, that will be just fine with me. Yeah. So let's just start right there. I absolutely recommend that if we can get away without hiring, we should, because people are complex and they add complexity to the business. So, you know, there is some real good reason for putting off hiring as long as possible because of the complexity that comes in. But as you're talking about, there's a point where we put it off way too long and then it creates a disaster in our business. So, you know, finding that right time for, you know, okay, now I've got to, now I've got to do it Mm -hmm. and, and moving forward from there. And I want to just tack on a thought there. And that is that it made it sound like maybe I didn't enjoy my employees, which isn't true because I really did enjoy my employees. We hired really great people. We only had one out of all of us not work. And that one we figured out in short order. 
So I did enjoy them. It's just that I think what I didn't enjoy was really what I didn't enjoy was having my employees live rent-free in my head after work hours. Yeah, they move in. They did. They move in. They totally set up shop and they left their dirty socks around. <laughs> yes. So the, you know, you're, you're really speaking to the psychological burden that we carry as we bring team members in and every business owner that I talk to cares tremendously for their employees and they want the best for them. And I, I think sometimes, quite honestly, we care more than the team members do. Yes. I think probably the majority of the time, right? Because the business owner usually cares more than anybody ever will. So if I were coming in with a request and you said to me, what do you want to talk about today <laughs> in uh -huh. our coaching session? But yeah, so tell me, what do you want to talk about today? <laughs> I mean, if I were just to come right out and say, what are my mindset blocks? I was kind of musing about this on my run that I just did. And, um, and I was like, what are they? And I'll just sort of ad lib here. And they are, I don't want to have to manage somebody again. I don't want to have to think about them after hours. I don't want to relive interactions and conversations. Yeah, keep going. I don't want to feel frustrated um, at what they are doing or are not doing. I don't want to have to have uncomfortable conversations. Listen to me. There's a lot in here. <laughs> um, um, I Let's see. I don't know who I would hire. I don't know. Here's a big one is skill set. So there's probably like, as I say this out loud, I can hear the falsehoods in it. But anyways, the mindset stuff is like, how would I possibly train somebody to do what I do? Like everything I do is in my head and it's all by intuition. How do I train somebody to have my intuition? Right? Like how, how? But then when I think about that a little bit more objectively and, you know, clearly there are people out there in the world who are as good or better at what I do than I am. So there have to be people out there who can do it. But just in like my gremlin mind, I'm like, how could I possibly train somebody to do what I do? How could I possibly systematize following your intuition and going wherever that is leading me and oftentimes stumbling on the very important thing that is the key to unlocking a lot of it. Um, so there's that one. And then there's ugh, that person does not exist in Missoula, which they don't have to, they could be somewhere else. Um, then I'm going to have to figure out how much to pay them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love the energy. I love the energy that I'm getting like my own. Eye yeah. Roll. I see the eyes rolling like in the heaviness. I can hear it in your voice. I know the yes. listeners can hear it in your voice. Like, oh, uh, this is all work. I want to do this. Yeah. God. But it's so much easier just be my own ma one man show. It's just so much more simple. Why complicate things? Mm -hmm. I just don't want to have to deal. Why bother? Yeah. Period. Yeah. So first I want to say I relate to all of that. And I've thought that every one of those thoughts myself multiple times and especially the one that I connect with is I have a PhD and I teach on hiring and I coach where do I find somebody who has that skill set who can do what I do <laughs> they don't exist and I was in Riverton Wyoming so you know Missoula I think you have a better chance in Missoula I know we're a huge <laughs> town compared to Riverton <laughs> yeah so that was a limiting belief and I had it I had it challenged and I do I have a team now and I think one of the the best ways around these limiting beliefs is to ask powerful questions that take us on the other side of these limiting beliefs. And one powerful question that comes to my mind as you're talking is, 
what are you missing out on by not having those other people on your team and their intuition? What are your clients missing out on by not having additional intuition serving them? Uh, I'm missing out on a good bit more free and discretionary time, right? Like mostly in the winter, I could probably manage a half a day skiing during the week. Maybe two if it's really good. I could find a way. But when I'm on the chairlift and there are people who are like, oh yeah, I'm up here a hundred days a year. I'm like, do you what? Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you do that? I want to do that. I want to be here a hundred days a year. Maybe not, but maybe not a hundred, but uh, certainly, you know, more than one half weekday in the morning. Um, and it's not just skiing. It's like the free time to do, to enjoy what life has to offer. Um, and instead of being, I'm pretty tightly nine to four right now. So you're tied down. You live in this beautiful area. You have access to skiing many days out of the year mm -hmm. and you're getting, you said one half day a week. Uh, and Saturdays and Sundays, but those are with my kiddos and that's a different experience. Right. So if you could go during the weekday while they're in school, then you can really be doing your thing, right? Yes. I mean, that's, that would be amazing if I could do that much more regularly. What else are you missing out on? Uh, time with my hubs. Yeah. Oh, you're asking me the what else questions. Yeah. There's <laughs> oh, no. Five, no. There's five <laughs> rounds of these, Geraldine. <laughs> and I'm already almost about to cry it too. <laughs> Crap. Okay. What else am I missing out on? Um, I am missing out. Yeah, free time with my parents. They just moved to town. I would love to spend more time with them. Like there's a president's lecture and the senators, um, the past, our past senator, Max Bacchus, is coming to speak. He's went on to be the ambassador to China. Um, I'm missing out on like getting down on the floor and playing with my kiddos and painting birdhouses and puzzles. And um, I'm missing out on, I think, more time to exercise and be healthy. Like I do the bare minimum, um, but I would like more. And it's not just for the exercise for exercise's sake. It's, it's love and peace of mind. And what value, if you were taking part in more time with your parents, more time with your kids, more time with your hubs, going to talks that you want to be a part of, what value would that be bringing to your clients? I would have more energy for them. Would your intuition be sharper? Provided that I didn't like stray too far, right? And like took my head out of the game. Um, I do think that the more time I take away from my desk, the more, the easier it is for me to hear my intuition. It doesn't have to talk as loudly to be heard over the din. Yeah. That's definitely my experience. And I'm just struck by even us coming into this call. You said you had gone for a run right before the call and you had this idea. So right. that idea for you to, you know, be coached around your own mindset issues mm -hmm. with respect to hiring that came to you because you stepped away. We had, we had a pre-written yeah. outline of where we were going to head today. We threw it out the window <laughs> because you had a bolt from blue, from the blue idea out on a run that we entrepreneurs miss out on those all the time because we're too busy working. Uh-huh. 
one of my clients said, I never get my best ideas when I'm flittering around on Facebook. No, no, I, <laughs> no. I, can't, I don't think I've ever had a good idea while I was on Facebook. Quite honestly. <laughs> right, right. So if you had team members supporting you, what value would that add for your clients that they don't have now? They would get more powerful everything. They would get more powerful me. I think I would show up. Solid's not the right word, but more deeply grounded, like really firmly rooted and planted to be 100% for them. They would get more value more quickly because I'd be able to come back to the office and ask my team to scare up, deliver, whatever, provide XYZ resource that's already taken care of, formatted, looks right, and is ready to send. And I wouldn't have to create a tool off the cuff. I could have somebody create it if need be, or have them find it if it already exists, or do some research on, you know, if there's something that I haven't seen before, either do some research on it or bat it around as an idea or see what other ideas or what other angles they might come from with this particular topic. So I just think in summary, that mean they would get more, they would get more value. They'd get deeper value. Yeah, I definitely hear that. Are there tools and projects that you think you'd like to be working on for your clients that you don't get to? <laughs> um, yeah, 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 for sure. There are parts of their businesses that I see that I think could use either building out or shoring up that I would love to propose to them as an idea and say, hey, you know, I think your business could really benefit from this piece over here. It's not something, uh, I don't know exactly how I'd say it, but like, if you want to talk about including that, we could find a way. But right now I can't even bring it up because I'm like, I don't even know how to deliver that. Because yeah, your capacity. I'm just at capacity. So I'm hearing there's a lot inside of you that's not coming out because your capacity is stretched. And if you, if you had supportive team around you that complemented your strengths, there's a lot more in you that would be hugely valuable to your clients. Yeah. When you said team, I got this little like icky shiver. What's the icky shiver? It's something around being a lone wolf and like my identity as an independent person who's always done her own thing. She goes her own way. Mm -hmm. She doesn't listen to other uh -huh. people. <laughs> um, yeah. She marches to her own drumbeat threatens, you know, the idea of having a team. I think my, my ego feels threatened by that. Fair enough. That's I mean, just acknowledging that is important that there's a part of you that really places value on being your own woman. Yeah. What's the meaning behind it? Ooh, <laughs> I'll have to be like everybody else. <laughs> oh, look at, so it's, it's about, look at that Geraldine. Look what she gets done on her own. Yes, totally. Yes, yes. <laughs> look at what she does. She just goes nuts in the world. Like she doesn't play small. She goes like, I went, 
you don't know this about me, but like I rode my bicycle across Burma by myself. I rode all around. It did like a big loop in Asia by myself. And I did all kinds, all of sorts of things by myself. And it totally, I get to inflate my ego from believing that somehow I'm better than you. Gross. That's real though. That's, that's well, the part of us that keeps us from being even bigger. Here's, here's what it is. What it feels like is I get accolades for it. Uh-huh. And you're afraid those would go away. Yeah. And I'm afraid those would go away. What would people cheer? Like, what would people, uh, I don't know, admire me for, or look up to me for, or inspire, like whatever, um, be inspired by me for if I was no longer out there charging ahead and blazing my own trail. So if you're, if you're blazing a trail and you have some team members with you on that trail, what would the accolades be? I wonder. Hmm. Yeah. You really helped us overall <clears throat> overhaul our business and working with you has changed my life. That's pretty powerful. It is. And I would imagine it would happen faster. It would happen faster. It would be more expensive. Yeah. And you would be providing value that would exceed the expense. Yes. Yeah. Many times over. Rough estimate. Let's say you have two team members supporting you, doing things that are not your strengths, that where they're really exceeding expectations from their own strengths. Uh, well, I haven't done the math on having like what things would be with team members included, but generally I like my client's investment in working with me to pay for itself five times over inside the year. Okay. And then that carries forward, right? They continue to get that investment back. Yeah. So that means if you add team members, you have to charge more because you have to pay the team members. Mm-hmm. And now you have, let's say, three people instead of you by yourself, but three people adding value or delivering results, I should say, that's 10 times over the investment. Yeah, that'd be awesome. There's something else though. It's still in the, like, the team piece. And <laughs> I hate that this is going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> um, that it's, it sounds like a whiny three-year-old. I don't want to have to work with other people. <laughs> Oh, I totally get that one. I totally relate. But the, the thing that's ridiculous is I love working with people. I love working with my clients. I love it. I love working one-on-one. I love it. So what's the difference between having to work with people on staff and on team versus working with my clients? Let's talk a little bit about the high achiever dynamic here because I hear that at play for you. It's definitely been at play in my life. And I am imagining you have a lot of listeners who can relate to it too. So when we're high achievers, we get a lot of accolades for what we do on our own. We probably had experiences in school where we were put on teams and we were the ones who carried all the weight, but then the rest of the team got the accolades. And then we're thinking to ourselves, well, what the heck? I was the one who did all the work, but they're getting the, (laughs) why are they getting the praise? Is any of that sounding familiar or feeling familiar? Certainly the accolades for being a high achiever and doing well in school. 
to a degree and in places. This is a drama that I play in my own life is doing all the work and not asking to be recognized for it. Um, right. Like I let it be, if I get, if I, if my work goes unrecognized, I will let it be okay rather than stand up and say, Hey, I did this and I'd like to be recognized for it. Mm-hmm. And I'll just play, I'll just play victim and be like, they didn't recognize me for, oh. and actually it sounds more like this. Like what, what's the matter with those people? <laughs> yeah, can't they see I did all this work? I'm so sick and tired of doing all this work and not getting recognized. Uh-huh. Sounds more like that. Uh-huh. And so yeah. if you have team members, there's more room for that feeling to come up. Mm. I feel like I want to throw up right now. <laughs> what's, what's the discomfort? What is the discomfort? What's the discomfort? That I may need to face some of these things if I want to walk, if I want to walk this path and have it be clean, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I could just plow my way and ignore the, you know, the discomfort that I might feel or experience or the out of alignment or whatever, you know, the, whatever reactivity, I could just pretend like it wasn't there and ignore it. Um, but I generally don't like to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, but that's not how I want to do it. Right. I want to, in order for me to coach at my best, I want as much of my own stuff out of the way. And I don't, wouldn't want to lead a team of people and have my stuff in the room, in the way. I just would want to get rid of it. And so the discomfort is perhaps the, the realization and the acknowledgement that I'm going to have to, I'm going to choose to, I may want to choose to <laughs> face this, face these, you know, mindset blocks that will pop up when the time comes to add people. So, yeah. So I want to acknowledge you because you're walking your talk. I mean, this, this discomfort that you're sitting in, this is what our clients feel all the time, isn't it, Mm -hmm. Geraldine? Mm -hmm. Like they come to us and they know we're going to move them outside their comfort zone in the work that we do with them and not knowing what that's going to feel like, how it's going to go, how it's going to be. And there's the, that experience of trusting the process that you know, we ask them to trust our process that we're going to get them through on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, fear and excitement are felt the same way in my body. And it's the label that I assign to it. And when I choose to play small, and operate from fear, there's a lot of constriction that gets in there for me. Mm -hmm. And so for myself in my business, I saw myself saying, we're getting to a point where we're going to have to have a waiting list. So that means, you know, people don't get access. People can't get the help that they would like to get from us. I saw myself saying, you know, I don't want to work more hours. Us growing and and serving more and having a greater impact was getting translated in my head to more hours. And when I shifted the question for myself of how do I have greater impact while working less, that for me, moved me forward. It got me out of my stuckness around growing. So how do I have more impact while working less? 
What comes up for you as you think about that? Isolate what the impact is and what are all the ways to have it? What are the things that contribute to it? Which of those roles, which of those tasks or roles I'm best suited for? Who else could we bring on that would, that could complement my skill set and bring the nature of my work, which would then be our work, to a higher level? Who could carry, who could shoulder some of the load of some of the other tasks that, you know, anybody could do or lots of people could do? Um, and then there's this mental piece of like, it's not even a mental piece. It's sort of like, it feels in my chest of like, huh, no, it doesn't even feel like that. It feels like, it feels like a draining away mm. of maybe fear that I've been holding onto. That's been kind of a, a, not a brick wall, but like just a, a barrier in front of me, um, of like, okay what would happen if we if we seriously took a look at this ah so there's some space opening up around the fear like the fear is not consuming anymore there's there's space around it to explore it's it's like an allowance an allowance to consider yeah it doesn't have a grip anymore that's a good place to start yeah and then what comes in is the possibility like on the horizon it's not here yet, but it's on the horizon of being excited. Of like, ooh, what could I create? Mm-hmm. The questions that are your your mind is opening up to explore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a compelling why that got me past my hiring PTSD. Mm-hmm. And so as a coach who works with business owners all the time around hiring and team building, I have heard every team member horror story that you can imagine. All the, all the terrible things that employees can do in a business, heard them all. And so I had lots of like, I don't want to hire. I just, I can grow this thing. I don't need to hire. What moved me past that is when I had the challenge put in front of me to take a four-week vacation. And I was aware that the way the business is running now, it would never be possible for me to be away for an extended period of time and for my clients to be taken care of in the state that the business is in now. And when I started thinking about the freedom that would be at my fingertips every single day in my business, if I had my business set up so that I could take a four-week vacation, that was where things started to move for me. So I went from the question of how do I have more impact and work less to how do I take a four-week vacation and have more impact because I've taken the four-week vacation. So while you were saying that, <laughs> the thought that just came up to me was like, you mean I'm going to have to trust people <laughs> that they can't do their jobs without me? <laughs> They're not capable. For four weeks. I'm just going to have to let go and trust. Like, what are you talking about? I can't do that. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Yeah. So that comes, that comes from disappointment in people. People have disappointed us in the past. People we've trusted and counted on haven't been there when we've needed them. I could feel myself doing a sneaky version of trust where I go on a four-week vacation, but really I just manipulate the calendar so that there's nothing happening. <laughs> And I sort of obfuscate what's going on. Uh (laughs) Sure, I went on a four-week vacation. I just happened to end all my client contracts in June, so there were no clients. Yeah. I did. I went on a four-week vacation. (laughs) I could could see myself being sneaky like that. Someone I know may have a tendency to do those kinds of things. So there's there's the the fear and then there's the flip side of the fear. So the fear is I can't trust people. They're going to let me down. Mm -hmm. They would screw everything up while I'm gone. The flip side of that is what if they got stronger because I was gone? Mm. Yeah. And I've experienced that when I let go of my, like, they're not capable. (laughs) So terrible. Um, But yeah. So when I, when I have let go of other people aren't capable, I have to just do it all myself. Um, that I've been amazed. And I mean, I've really been blown away at what people have created in my absence. And I'm like, Oh my God, I never would have thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something really interesting that we do to people around us, us high achieving women. We shoulder all kinds of responsibility. You know, we look like super women And so people around us, we teach people how to treat us. Mm -hmm. And so we teach our teams, don't worry, I got this. You don't need to mess with this. I'll handle this bookkeeping issue. Don't, yeah, you know, that client needs that. You could never dig in our files and find it. I'll go find it for you. Mm -hmm. That one, that one's custom. It's complicated. Let me just handle it. It'll be easier for you. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't figure it out. I need to do that for you. Oh, God. And so we set up codependency all the time around us. And then that reinforces this idea that the people around us, they're totally incompetent, Geraldine. They can't get anything done. What the heck? We can't rely on people. (laughs) So if we flip that dynamic and we assume people are whole, competent, capable, and because we've hired well and that I I don't say you should just run out and hire anybody in your business and assume they're whole capable, capable, competent and complete, but assume you've hired well, you have an A player and you interact with them every day from the standpoint, this other person is whole, capable, competent and complete. They can figure this out. I just need to give them the tools and the resources they they've got this so is the question what happens like what do i experience inside when i shift my perspective mm-hmm. when you think about team members who are whole competent capable and complete who don't know. oh my god it's so liberating and freeing and i get so excited yeah it's the opposite of fear yeah yeah i mean then anything is possible i have a tool and I, I didn't know we were going to go this way, but let me just grab it real quick because I think your listeners might want this. So this is my four-week vacation mindset tool. And it's based on the idea that others are whole, capable, competent, and complete. And when we think to ourselves, I can't take a four-week vacation, we ask, how can I? 
instead of, I don't know how to set up my business to be successful with teams so that I could be gone. We ask, who can I learn from? Instead of my clients will be upset that I'm gone, that they're dealing with someone who's not me, you know, whatever our gremlins are. How do we as a team continue to provide an exceptional service in a team member's absence? Mm. So we're taking all those gremlin beliefs that run through our heads that limit us and we're turning them into powerful questions. I like it. Those will be in the show notes, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what's possible when that is in place? What's possible when you have whole, competent, and capable team in place? I mean, the first thing is that there is that there are so many whole, competent, and complete people out there. And the second is whatever I want to create with my business, I can create it. It's just a matter of figuring out the roles, figuring out, yeah, figuring out who, what, where, when, and going in the direction that we want to go in. It just makes so many things possible that I want to create for myself in my business, in my life, and have the impact that I would love to have. So I have bad news for you, Geraldine. You will never be running in peace again because on your next run, you're going to be thinking about all the things that are possible. (laughs) And on the next run after that, you're going to be thinking about all the other things that are possible. And your excitement is going to override your fear of hiring. I can feel it shifting inside. Like my body hasn't quite caught up to my mind yet. Uh Uh-huh. But it's coming. It'll happen. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So I want to, just for your listeners, I want to share with them that I did a little psychology ninja on you right there because I planted the idea in your head that when you're running, you're going to be overcoming fear. And you saw yourself on your next run. You saw all the places that you usually see when you're running and you associated excitement with those. And when you run past those in the future, it's a marker now. Dr. Sabrina said, this is possible. We talked about the possibilities. So you're, you're going in a different direction now when you see those cues in your environment. Yeah, it's right under the Madison Street Bridge. Who knows why, but that's where I was. Uh-huh. I mean, that's where I went uh-huh. in my mind is like the stretch of like, I could totally see it. That's where, yeah, yeah. And now every time you go there, you're going to be in a different place in your mind. Now I'm not going to be able to not think about it. The possibilities. <laughs> you're not going to be able to not think about the possibility. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. told me I'm never going to be able to run in peace again. I mean, I think it'll still be peaceful, but I am going to be thinking about whenever I run, I'm going to be like, my mind is going to be like, and now what can we recreate? What could I be doing? What could I be creating? Yeah. What impact could I be having? How could I make this vision work? What are 10 different ways I could go like that? Yeah. And I, I think you know this too, that when we get really clear on our vision, it doesn't have to be about the how. Mm-hmm. The how will come. We'll spot the opportunities to make it happen. 
like you said at the beginning, you know, that person that I need doesn't exist in Missoula. Well, you, of course they don't because you weren't looking. Now you might be looking now because you're looking, you might see them. Yeah. And anywhere farther afield. Oh yeah. I had the, the eeriest thing happen for me when I d developed the how to hire the best book and I created the ideal employee template. And it, it really, what that is, is a tool to help you envision what's the role you're going to hire for and who is the ideal person? What are they like and who's going to fill that role? And I shared it with one client and a few days later she came back and she said, I found that person. They were right under my nose the whole time. And I said, well, that's a little weird. Okay. <laughs> but that's awesome. I wasn't expecting that. And then I shared it with another client and same thing. They came back and they said, I think I have the person. They were right there all along. And I never even thought about it. And what I've come to appreciate about that, it is the power of us getting very clear about what we're looking for and what we want to manifest and create. And we will spot opportunities for those people to show up. We will set things in motion in our lives and our conversations with people for those people to show up in our world. As you get clear in your head around the freedom you want to have, the time to ski during the week, the time with your children to do puzzles, color, the time with your hubs, you're going to find the, we the means to make that happen. Ooh, now I'm so excited. <laughs> now I'm like feeling bouncy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's totally possible. It's totally possible. It's just so funny how we can do this for other people and can't, I can't do it for myself. You know, we can't do it for ourselves. We can't. No. Yeah. Coaches need coaches. We cannot do this. We cannot do this for ourselves. We all have our own blind spots. And I think it's really important for your, your listeners and for your clients to be hearing the struggle that you have as I took you through this, the parts that were hard, the things you didn't want to say out loud and the courage and vulnerability it takes to speak that out loud for, for podcast listeners to hear. And that is what our clients go through in coaching with us all the time and for us to always hold an appreciation for what that experience is, I think is, is very powerful. And to remember for any one of us, there is no there. Um, we have a, a guest who's been on our profit by design podcast. His name is Steve Busquet and that was his statement and it's resonating in my head all the time. There is no there. We're never there. We're never done growing and evolving. Yeah. Yeah. Not until it, or the last day. Yeah. So I feel like I need like in the interest of closure, I need like one action item. So, okay. What would feel like a powerful step forward for you from here? Oh God. <laughs> I'm going to stop making suggestions. <laughs> you're asking for what you need. I, your, your best self is speaking loud and clear right now. <laughs> what, what's an action step that would feel like a powerful step forward right now? Like a, a statement of I'm on my path. You know, what comes is like just a simple declaration to myself. I, I wonder if I feel like I'm chickening out, but it still feels like a pretty big step is simply declaring to myself that this is 
it's not even about the hiring. It's about the creating and the impact and that I will be open to doing, I don't know, God, the words are hard to find. It's just declaring that I'm open to this new possibility, which for me feels like a big step because, you know, 45 minutes ago, I was like a thousand reasons why I didn't want to. Yeah. Well, and you know, the best accountability is public accountability. (laughs) So bad news again, Geraldine. (laughs) You have a whole audience of listeners who are going to interact with you. You have clients who are going to ask you about this. This conversation isn't going to stop. Okay. It's out there. It's out there. It's out there. You're growing. Your (laughs) impact is growing. I mean, it's just amazing how in 45 minutes or whatever amount of time, how much a perspective can shift in such a short amount of time. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that we had the opportunity to go here. I wasn't expecting to get to coach you on this. So what an, what an (laughs) honor. And just to experience every time I coach, I get to experience that transformation and that shift. And it doesn't happen Mm. every time with every person because sometimes we're just in a stuck place and it takes some more than one conversation to get there. You're very coachable and it is a delight to be on the other side of that and watch you process and listen as you process and allow yourself to be vulnerable and be coached and get in a different place with this. So thank you. You're welcome. And thank you. That was really powerful. So without shifting gears too rapidly and making it sound like (laughs) there's a liaison here between what we just did and the work that you do with your clients and your forthcoming book, How to Hire the Best. Yeah. So maybe if you could talk for a few minutes about what you find with the people that you work with and what it's like to hire the best. So again, every time someone uses the how to hire the best strategy, a part of me inside goes, oh my gosh, that worked. That really worked. Look at that. It really works. Because I have that gremlin that thinks it's not going to work. This is the person it's not going to work with, but it always works. And what I start when I started working on the hiring piece, it was because I had clients who were passing on growth opportunities. And that bothered me a lot. That entrepreneur part of me was pained to see someone say, I have the opportunity to grow, but I choose not to because I, if I take on more and I don't have the team that I need, then it's all going to be on my shoulders. And then that feels really heavy and uncomfortable too. And the other piece though, is that I I saw so many business owners who are high achieving and they really want to take good care of their clients and customers. And so they would work 80, 90 hours a week and all the health problems that were coming up around Mm -hmm. that. And so for me, it really is a, a passion project to help entrepreneurs tap their potential. That's the name of my business. I can't stand untapped potential. I have to support people in that and really have quality of life and the freedom, just as you expressed, to enjoy your family, enjoy your husband, enjoy your children more. That is what this is about for me. And it thrills me when we have clients who are 
a few months into their work with us and they're saying like somebody right now I'm on the beach it's Friday and I'm going to be totally unplugged from my business I have never thought that was possible just to take one day and be totally unplugged and then to know I'm going to build on it from here so the next time around it's going to be two days or four days unplugged and more and more so that there's more space for life to happen to us. That's what thrills me about what I get to do every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That is some serious impact. And if I wouldn't have hired, if I would have been my solo self with my virtual assistant, I wouldn't be here with you today. We wouldn't be having this conversation. I know mm. it in my bones. Oh, that's me right now. My solo self with my virtual assistant. Yeah. And I'd be saying, I don't have time to do these podcast interviews. I don't have time to write this book. It would be 10 years before that book was written. Oh my gosh. This has been so useful, not just for me, but I think also for listeners. Yeah. I, I know that we have people listening right now who are thinking, what am I not doing? Because I've been playing small because I haven't wanted to hire because I, I've had all the yucky feelings and I've let the yucky feelings run the show. Right. Yeah. How much of my life am I missing out on? Yeah. Because I'm sitting here writing content in MailChimp. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. As if nobody could write better content in MailChimp. I, I tell you what, <laughs> do you know, that's the last thing I've let go of. That is the part that I've held on to the longest. And that's the piece. And I have somebody now, she's amazing. Yeah. She's better than me. Way better. That's the other thing is we fool ourselves about how good we are at this kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I have no, I, I'm not fooled by the fact that there are many people who would be far superior at writing <laughs> emails and MailChimp than I am. <laughs> but I do take your point. <laughs> and there are, I'm sure, many things that I'm fooling myself about <laughs> that there's no one who's better at it than I am. Yeah. You have your gifts to share with the world. Mm-hmm. And when you let go of the things that are not your gifts, that you're you do an okay job with, I'm sure you do great content in MailChimp. I'm sure it's just fine. And I'm sure it's not your gift. Your gift is your intuition. It is the change that you produce in people when you're coaching. That is your gift. Yep. And every time you're sitting in front of MailChimp, you're depriving somebody of your gift. Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. We already <laughs> anchored another problem. There. <laughs> You'll never be able to sit in front of MailChimp and get it. Oh my God. I think we're going to end it right there because you just, you just found the mother load. Yeah. So no, no more business as usual. It's like that. It's like anytime that I'm doing something that is not my gift, I'm depriving somebody of my gift. Yeah. Whether it's MailChimp or any other thing. Very much so. This has been such a treat. I feel really lucky for this connection. Thank you. I, I feel honored. I know that this conversation has helped you. I know that you are going to have a bigger impact in this world here on from it. And I also know that your listeners have been impacted by your vulnerability. So thank you. All right. I'm going to take back the mic and say thank you so much for coming on the Epic Business Growth for CPAs podcast. Thank you, Geraldine. Thank you, Sabrina, so much for coming on the Epic Business Growth for CPAs podcast. It's quite a trip to be not just interviewed, but coached on your own podcast. 
If you want to know more about Dr. Starling, you can check out her work in a couple of places. Her podcast is Profit by Design. Her book is How to Hire the Best. And her URL is tapthepotential.com. And I'll put links to all of those in the show notes. She has no doubt given me lots to think about and new perspectives to look through when I think about what I want for my business and how I might grow it in a way that works for me, works for staff, employees, subcontractors, and increases my impact while getting more of my time back. And that piece about having a greater impact while working less honestly made my brain break. And if you go back and listen carefully, or maybe you heard it because it was plain as day to you, but I didn't hear it until I listened to the replay that when she asked me, how could you have a greater impact while working less? That honestly, my brain was just like, short circuit. (laughs) Sorry, all systems fried. Go to a different question. And what I came up with was a very intellectualized answer about what that might look like. Because honestly, in the moment, I couldn't even come up with an answer to what it would look like to have a greater impact while working less because my brain has a hard time comprehending that concept. So clearly, I have some work to do around that, right? That 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 actually could be a thing, that I could work less and have a greater impact. Like, wait, what? Wait, how, what, how? And that's what happened. It just got in this like, wait, what, how, how, what loop that I just couldn't get out of. So I went to the intellectual. It's usually a good go-to safety for me. Other key takeaways for me were on shifting my perspective to believing that people are whole, competent, and complete versus I have to teach them everything. And this idea that, which I don't truly believe because I look around and I'm amazed at what people have created in this world, but I can get into that space of, I have to teach you everything. So what would be different if I got out of that space and spent more time in the, the sort of devout belief that people are whole, competent, and complete? And the other takeaway for me was this invisible belief that I have or had around having to shoulder the workload. And because I'm capable, I take on stuff. And that just gets in my way. I take on way more than really I should take on. Another question that came to me is something around the accolades piece, which is something around what would my life be like if accolades weren't related to my identity and my self-esteem? Then what would happen? (laughs) So that's when I'll be cogitating on. So I would love to know what your takeaways were. And for this one especially, because I got to tell you, it's super vulnerable to put your hiney on the line and to be like, hey, everybody, here's some of my stuff. Why don't you have a look? And if you got something out of this, I would really love to know what that is. As always, you can shoot me an email, Geraldine at SheThinksBigCoaching.com, or send me a Facebook private message. I love those. Last thing, if you're looking for more support, head on over to my website, SheThinksBigCoaching.com. I have a series of upcoming webinars and workshops. October, you might still be able to catch how to narrow your niche. November is how to set up your ideal week. And December is adding advisory services. So if you're curious, those are on the front page of my website. And then you can always look at the work with me tab if you want to know more about how we might work together one-on-one. All right, everyone. That's it for me. Have a great week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? 
In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.